0: Welcome back, everyone, to r cast number 97. It is a different background. I believe the last time we're in this background was with um, Mandy and Brian speaking about the Riverside Bog Cranberry Farm in Canada, uh, which I think was 30 episodes ago. So I think it was 67. I'm at my mum and dad's. I'm currently lambing. I know you all say that I never work on a farm, and you're basically correct, but there is like eight days a year I do, so I'm going to pretend that I'm actually a farmer. Uh, I did actually turn up a minute or two late because it was lambing twin and a triplet, so you know, I have a real person in the farming world. Um, today we're on episode number 97, as mentioned, uh, that means three away from the big 100, quite exciting to think we've sort of almost made that. There was 26 episodes of people in farming posts before the, the R2Cast began, where I sort of wrote little stories about them. But I don't know how to write. I don't know how to do all that stuff. It was pretty boring. I never shut up, so I thought the podcast was the correct thing to go into. Um, I have, over the last few episodes, started saying a few hints as to what it might be for episode 100. All I'm going to say is they have been on the R2Cast before. I've said that already before, but I can't think of any sort of cool way to try and, try and give you some more tips for, for who might be coming on for episode 100. Um Last week we had Rhys Jones, uh, number ninety six, talking about cattle strength. Rhys from Wales uh, was 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 getting into professional rugby uh, and, and he was semi pro for some time, uh, but saw a career and sort of uh, personal training that and started a gym up in his farm. Really cool story. Spoke a lot about uh, Down syndrome awareness as well. His son was born with Down syndrome. Um, spoke about a really traumatic story in the hospital. It was really quite deep and really quite sort of moving. So a really good episode to listen to there. Next week, it's sort of dependent on some more people, but hopefully we should be speaking to NFU Scotland, speaking about what's going on there. cast number 15, we spoke to Christine Cuthbertson, who was a regional manager at NFUS, uh, now moved on to monitor farms. We got a wee chat about NFU then. Uh, Martin Kennedy, who's the president, I think was number 17. Um, so we've sort of seen what's going on there, but it was quite good to get four or five folk coming on from a group podcast perspective and see what's happening. And I think that has got to be one of the longest intros I've ever done, trying to pretend that I actually live and work on a farm sometimes. Um, but today's quite an interesting episode. I, so I, as you're going to take a piss at me, I always say it's an interesting episode. Uh, it would be pretty weird if I tried to do an episode with something I didn't think was interesting. But I say interesting because... I've been following this person for some time and I didn't actually realise quite how long until I mentioned, but we'll we'll explain that in a minute. Um, Today we've got Karen Moynihan, who you probably know from TikTok, maybe Instagram, maybe even YouTube as well. But Karen, do you want to say hello? Hi
1: guys, how are you?
0: Just before we get started with another episode of the R2Cast, I would
2: like to thank our primary sponsors, Aplan Rural. Aplan Rural are heavily involved on the social media scene in the ag space with 120,000 followers on Instagram. They use this following to host social media takeovers with farmers throughout the country to showcase their stories. They also post to their rural community blog with further stories about these people in the industry. On top of this, they like to support initiatives that are championing the British agricultural industry such as myself. So thank you to A-Plan Rural for that.
0: Yeah, looking forward to it and uh, thanks for coming on, Karen, appreciate appreciate the time. Um, I said I'd followed for a while. Uh was TikTok where you started, Karen. Was that where it began?
1: Oh yeah. TikTok yeah. is where it began. Where
0: I can't it? even where remember it? when now. Did you, did you check the date on that? No, I didn't oh, I should have. I don't know if it was uh, don't. have I still got it up. Oh, well have I have your first first uh post was on the oh it's written all backwards. Wait a minute. Um 27th of November 2020
1: yeah yeah that yeah. sounds Some-
0: like, i think i was a year <laughs> before that yeah and then yeah ah okay okay um yeah and then and you already started posting every day that was three three days in a row but um i'd said to karen off camera that i was like i remember the first video was a was it a, was it a charlie heifer is it a charlie i generally can't remember it
1: was a charlie yeah yeah yeah
0: him. and uh she was in a pen, and she was sort of getting under the bottom of the gate and, and into the silage. And I just remember watching it, having a watch that was fine, go through from TikTok as you do, and you never look at it in again. And then started popping up some stories about uh, a famous one three five moving some bales, which we'll get into. But I realised how much of a super fan I must be because it was the second ever post on TikTok, and it was a day into Karen's TikTok life. So I'm obviously somewhat of a stalker. But we will get into all that stuff later on. Um. Carol, you're from a farm. Could you tell us about the farm, first off?
1: Yeah, so it is a small subtler farm in the southwest of Ireland, County Kerry. So it, it was my grandfather's. So he bought it in early 60s, I think. He came over from the UK. He had moved to London. He was a labourer over there for years and himself and my grandmother and my dad and his brother moved over and, yeah, bought the farm and started as dairy. Um, my dad often tells me the story about him just being able to milk cows like no other, no other man out there. Um, but, yeah, that's how they started it. And um, then they moved to sucklers, I think, in the 80s. And we've been suckler farming ever since. So my dad took it in 2012. Uh, he took over from my granddad, um, but my granddad was still involved. I'd say into his nineties, he was still involved, wow. and then, yeah, oh yeah, he was some man. He lasted till he was almost a hundred and two. So, really? uh, yeah, yeah, he passed away a couple of years ago, but yeah, he did. He did well. He was still walking up the the fields at at a hundred. So um you know some of these old folks
0: are made of different things some of these old folks I mean I I, I get tired walking up some of the hills you know (laughs) 26 (laughs) well I
1: do the same hills every day and I'm still not fit I can't I can't get used to them I don't know what it is but um yeah and then I suppose my dad had his accident then in 20 oh when was it was it 2015 2014 maybe uh, so not not long after he took over I suppose and yeah then then I started helping out in about 2019
0: I think it was okay and uh, not a thing you have to answer at all but was the accident a farm-based accident or was that- oh
1: no it wasn't so right. he was part-time farming and he was a carpenter as well and he was working on an old house And he was in the attic space and the the joists just gave way. So it wasn't even a massive fall, you know, it was just ceiling height, but it was just the way he fell. And so he broke his spinal cord or severed his spinal cord. Um, So that's him in a wheelchair for life, unfortunately, you know. So, yeah, that was a big shock and a big adjustment, you know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Especially when he's sort of just taken over—not maybe so, like you said, like uh, grandfather was still there, but sort of the main main reins. That's gone That's yes. tough. and and even forgetting about the business, you know, that's that's a horrible thing to happen for the family. Um, when when you mentioned uh, your grandfather moved from London, were they English or were they Irish? Had they went out before.
1: They are Irish, and they moved. They moved over and came back. Yeah, yeah.
0: Just wasn't for them. So I don't-
1: You know what i actually don't know but i i'd say the plan was never really to stay there long term anyway you know um they were both from the country they were both from very close to where the farm is now so i assume it was probably always my granddad's you know plan to to get back here you know i i can't see them being suited to the city life somehow <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, and, and there's there's no way of me saying this without sounding rude in some way, but there's just something about, and I'll include myself in this, just people that are from farms and from the countryside, they go to London and they're like, oh, this is fun. And then two days later, they're like, but I don't have a shed outside. I don't have, you know, like, oh, you're so used to this. But I mean, I've got a flat in a very small town. And uh, I also i am from Arran, like the island and, and on this farm. And uh, sometimes I'm just like, you Know, I bought I don't know, like even just washer liquid for the car, and I've filled the car, and that's fine. And I'm like, oh, where are we going to put this? I've got to set it in the flat, I don't want to put it in the car. Like, you know, it, it's such a you're so used to space, um, yes. and and I guess to go away from that, it can be quite weird. Was is, is the area you're in, Karen, is it mainly dairy, or is it mainly beef, or is it a split? Um, I
1: suppose it's a split in fairness like immediately around me it is definitely a split although the farms now on both sides of me are rented out by dairy lads which I I assume is very common you know around the place these days but then yeah we do have a few beef lads and another neighbor he finishes cattle and things so there is a bit of a mix I don't think there's many sucklers near us near us here anyway so yeah we're the only ones who love that level of hardship I suppose
0: (laughs) yes it's it's mainly mainly dating or finishing systems you're sort of the outcast in that um are you any specific breed that you're pushing or is it just sort of a a mix
1: (laughs) we like the cementals, so they'd be the main ones so we're trying to get all our cows to be cementals. so we have we have a Shirley now at the moment, but yeah, she's doing well. She had a calf there now as well last week. It's another good calf, but she has a bit of Simmental in her anyway. But yeah, we're we're looking for some good replacements now this year. So we've four, hopefully four Simmentals coming. So uh one was already a bull. So we'll see if we get a heifer or two, you know, but yeah, Simmental is the one. And then we generally cross them with the Charlie. That's the the cross that we do. We've a couple of limousines in there, but mainly because the bull is easy calving and those two cows, they were heifers. They had C-sections, both of them. We never had a C-section on the farm before and we had two pretty much the first year I was farming. I almost lost my life. So um yeah, they've gotten the the easy cavers since just to be on the safe side. So hopefully they'll be replaced now by by the strong cemental heifers we've coming
0: through. Yeah, no, good stuff. And, and are you are you reading all the way through to finishing or are you sell in store? What what's the We market? sell
1: at store, yeah. So we've three going now this week. and um, they're just about the two year mark so for us to finish you know when we're so small scale like we've 20 at the moment that's with two new calves we don't have any silos or anything you know it's literally 50 kg or 25 kg bags we're buying the ration in you know so you're paying top money for it you know it's you're not going to make the money back you know so we get them to a point and then off to the marsh they go
0: and is uh, is that is that the plan? You know, moving into sort of the seven till is the intention. Um, is is beef beef suckling the plan full term? Is there any look at bringing in on? No, you're you're happy where you are. No, yeah.
1: Not happy where we are. You you get um, tempted by the contract rearing there of the heifers. I've seen a lot of that recently, and I'm like, mm, that seems all right. But look, you'd have to go full time at that anyway, and it's you know there's something about the the sucklers you know you have them as a calf then you have them as a cow you know calving themselves there's something about that that i like you know so i can't see it changing anytime soon but you know it's it's always going to remain small here i would say so
0: it, there's there's a story to it isn't there you know there's like like there's a there's a calendar just out on the other side of that wall there of me 3 years ago holding a lamb the black lamb with a, a like a saltire, like a Scottish flag on its face, and uh, you know, seeing that lamb two years on, seeing it lamb. Unfortunately, uh, it was a dead lamb there this this year. But uh, twinning on another one, you know, and seeing her go out as as a, a that sort of adopted mother and stuff. it's, it's got that story. You know them, and, and when it's beef, when it's beef cattle, you know sheep. You don't know them all. You know the the sort of fun looking ones and the exciting ones and the ones that make the the random noise. But. Um, you know the cattle, you know, and there's that, there's, there's the connection there, and it, it makes it, I don't know natural natural's the word, but there's a word there, isn't there? Like, it, it, I don't know, special probably is what jumps out. So I get, I get what you see in that. I do, I do. Um, do you get involved in showing or anything like that? that no,
1: no. To be honest, ugh, generally they're too wild. There's no yeah. way I, get to, although the two calves I have, um, so far this year. I've never seen anything like them they are the quietest pets they're like dairy calves I don't know how they turned out so quiet because their mothers are not in any way quiet um so but are you know there's more time in that and things and just with the full-time job as well it's it'd be too much really to take on I'd say you know
0: so what, what, um, what, Karen, away from the farm? You're not full-time on the farm. What, what, what's your life away from the farm?
1: So my full-time job, the one that pays the bills, is <laughs> uh, area manager with Aldi. So, yeah, that's that's the full-time job. That's a five-day-a-week job. And then I work the farm around that.
0: Yeah. Fit it in where you can. Fit it in where you can. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Like in fairness, now the winter was long, it felt long because the cattle were in really early last year. They were in the end of October, which is the earliest they've been in around here in years and years. But so that felt long, but already now with the longer evenings, you know, it's grand, you know, it's manageable. And the day job is flexible too, you know, it's on Monday to Friday. So if I need to take a day off for for a vet call or anything or silage or whatever it might be I can do it which makes things a lot easier but you can get a lot done in the evenings when it's bright you know and the two days off
0: yeah well that's it that's it and you know I've been came become so accustomed to that two days off it's it's actually tragic at this point like I mean I've come back here and i have do like seven days in a row and I'm knackered I'm useless these days um so, yeah, I've I've, I've, uh, I've became soft, it must be said. Um, did you go to uni for that job or, or before that job, I guess?
1: So I went to Cork. So that's about an hour and a half away from here. So I moved up when I was 18, lived the life for three years for my undergrad. So I did geography and sociology for that. I'd say I did about seven hours a week. It was great. and. <laughs> i did a master's then in planning and sustainable development and i did work experience for like three weeks and absolutely hated it so i said not not for me Uh, so i actually got my visa for canada and i was set i was ready to go off to canada and aldi came up and I said sure I'll apply for it and the interview just happened to be before I was planning to go and I went for it and I got it and I said you know what I'd rather be at home I'm a bit of a home bird anyway I would have been very close to my grandparents and you know didn't really didn't really see myself living abroad so yeah I stayed in Cork then for I don't know another six or seven years after that before before moving back home to Kerry.
0: So was the original plan to live in Canada, it wasn't just for a trip?
1: No, no, live. I was gonna go for two okay. years. Planning was big in Canada at that time. Yeah. I was thinking of going to Alberta um to just work in planning over there, just because I thought it would be different to the planning in Ireland. Now, I don't know who would it have been, but I I'm, I'm perfectly happy with my choice anyway. I am in yeah. fair enough. So, no, it all worked out for me now, in fairness, it did. So then, yeah, I started with Aldi as an assistant manager, and then I took a store for a couple of years, and then they promoted me to area manager, which is what got me back to Kerry, because I was in stores in Cork and Limerick, and then I became an area manager of a few stores in Kerry, so it was perfect, you know. It meant I got to come back home, I built my house, and I was able to, to start helping out on the farm.
0: So, so an, area, an area manager, what, what, what's involved there? Are you in charge of a lot of different branches? or you in charge? How does that work?
1: Yeah. So I'm in charge of a few different stores in Kerry. Well, one's in Cork. Well, two will be in Cork. I'm taking another one. But yeah. So I basically just, it's, it's more, I, I'm a support for, well, they might tell you something different, but I'm a support for the stores, you know, uh, if they need anything, I kind of help them out and just a bit of auditing and things like that as well. So I just kind of float between each of the stores from day to day, looking That's busy.
0: A, a major job though. That sounds pretty intense. Is that, is that stressful? Do you find it stressful?
1: it can be it can be at times but look I'm there I'm with them uh it'll be 10 years next year now that I'm with them so it gets easier you know the longer you do it so um no it, like yeah there are stressful days absolutely I mean one thing for me I always say is the farm saved me during COVID because I don't know if you remember at the very start with all the panic buying and uh, couldn't get stock in couldn't sell it to the customers quick enough that was really stressful you know there was like obviously at the start of COVID we didn't know how serious it was we had staff dropping like flies because they were close contacts of people and whatnot so that was extremely stressful. So if I didn't have the farm, I probably would have gone mad then. Because, you know, it's just a way of, you know, you pike a bit of silage there in the evening and all your worries go away.
0: <laughs> it was it was just a real time. Like, I mean, I remember I remember going out. Sorry to mention the competition, but going out to Tesco to and to pick up some stuff. Like I don't remember being like, oh my god, I need this. I just remember I was going to do a shop, yeah, like a like a normal day. And uh, the thing that I always remember was there was no detergent. I'm like, what? Who's like, I need stuff. Let's get detergent. Why is that the thing you're buying? Like, where's where's this panic came from? Um, oh also, if you've been at Aldi for ten years, I have heavily underaged you. <laughs> I thought you were like, I thought we, I thought we were like the same age. I thought it was like sort of mid twenties. Um, I was obviously wrong. Uh, yeah, so being Wildy ten years, um, is, is that a type of? Co- I've I've always sort of been interested by these sort of companies because they're 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 so fast growing in general. Like, is is that a type of company that you would look to? And, and it might not be something you're interested in, but but have the opportunity to to really sort of shoot up the ranks, should you want to, or are you really happy where you are? Because you're already at a high position. Yeah. So
1: I suppose if you asked me that for three or four years ago I would have said yeah I want to go all the way but I don't know I think you know you probably get to a certain age in life and look I have the house here in Kerry um any of the the top positions are probably three and a half hours from my door you know I'm not leaving this house you know so it would mean commuting you know two or three days a week which adds to your day and then I have the farm as well and there's no way I give up the farm now either for it. Yeah. You know? But I mean, you can do it if you want to do it. I just think I'm at a point now, look, they've promoted me twice already. That's enough for me. You know, um I'm okay where I am. For now, anyway, you'd never say never, but right now I'm happy out. You know, it's it's a decent living, you know, it yeah. really is. Especially in Kerry, there aren't there aren't the jobs paying what what Aldi pay around here you know so yeah I'm
0: lucky I I could imagine that yeah um oh I was gonna say I had a question about no I didn't have a question about Aldi um so obviously tragic accidents happened to your dad is it just you running the farm
1: yeah so I get help obviously um my husband will help out if we're moving cattle or if i'm throwing the fertilizer bags and if there's a lot of them or whatever but other than that i do i do the farming which people cannot get their heads around they just cannot get their heads around that we don't farm together but it's just like if it was a man and his wife wasn't from a exactly. farming yeah. background you know it's just the exact same so
0: it's important you can't love each other's pockets 24 7 it doesn't work yeah exactly. yeah exactly no,
1: one person it's enough you know me on my own it's fine you know um yeah there's weeks there now where you'd be flat out but i'm happy out doing it
0: that's the point actually i don't know if we asked i have just smacked my shoulder that i dislocated last week and that really hurt um (laughs) i was really sore how many how many cattle is it
1: so through the winter we had 18 cattle so seven cows, then we had the couple of stores and then the, the weanlings from the cows. So like really, the land could probably take a few more, but the shed can't take any more. So you're limited, you know, um, you're limited. I'd say this winter we might go in with 20, I'd say, for the winter, which we'd be maxed out at that then. You know, that's, that's all we can take.
0: that's it you're saying like you know the land might hold more but if you hold more over the summer you're gonna have to lose something winter time so it's Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah yeah and we can't really keep more cows well we could keep more cows but that would mean a lot more work for me whereas if we keep the cows the weanlings and the stores it just means the work is manageable you know there's just not you know, I'm not calving for a month straight or two months straight. You know, it just it makes it easier.
0: Are we seeing and beef in Aldi? <laughs> I'm
1: sure some of it has gotten there. I'm sure it has. <laughs> I, haven't
0: to get the, I haven't managed to get a brand name in there,
1: though. <laughs> no, no, I wish. I need to talk to someone higher up.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would be quite something if you could manage that. You might as well use your position, eh? Uh, yeah. So the reason I originally got in touch, uh, Karen, the reason I came across you, obviously, was uh, was the social media site. Uh, we mentioned that it started around that November time. I mean, I with this podcast, it's food and farming, but I have an extremely deep interest in social media. I'm looking at a PhD in social media with its sort of impact on on farming, maybe even in the throws at the minute of a Nuffield scholarship. I don't even know if I'm supposed to say that, but writing an application for that, like I really am. In- love the the social media side and i've had so many folk in this sort of ag social media scene which i think is such a fun place there's so many of us we have a great time um and so many people started in 2020 (laughs) just about everyone (laughs) um i'm bored sat at home on the farm that's you know that's what it is let's put some videos in there um was that why you started obviously it wasn't just straight into lockdown it was a few months later but what what made you put that first video up I would just like to quickly interrupt the show for a
2: minute to give you some extra information on our primary sponsors, Aplan Rural. Aplan offer bespoke cover for farms and estates, the UK over, and will give you tailored insurance for anything on the farm from your old workhorse tractor that's been around 20 years or a fancy new and exciting diversification.
1: I honestly have no idea. I remember, so at the time I was living at home and so were my two younger sisters um, while I was building this place and I went off and I showed them my my video that I was so proud of, like literally just a pan shot of the cattle in the shed to Fleetwood Mac and like some love hearts or something. And I was so pleased with it. And they were like, "Karen, that's so sad. Like, why did you put that video?" I was like, "No, guys. Like, there there's a lot of farmers on TikTok." And they were like, "No, there isn't, because obviously they're not into farming at all. So they had never come across Farm Talk before." And I was like, "No." really guys there is and I got like 50 likes on it or or something and I was like see guys people like people like the farming um but I have no idea why I did it because I'm not into social media or I'm not into social media I wasn't at all into social media before that you know I wouldn't have really posted on Facebook or when I had like my other instagram account my private account i post maybe one photo a year you know so i was never into social media so yeah again my sisters think it's mad what what i've done um but i have no idea why i did it i actually i couldn't even tell you i'd say i had only downloaded tiktok maybe a week before right. and um, i started posting and yeah sure i just said i'd throw up a few see how it goes
0: did you like TikTok like using it yourself? Did you what were you one of the people that downloaded it and was like forever just watching or not really?
1: Oh no, like it you has were. consumed my life. I'm better now. I don't spend as much time now, but I mean at the start there. Yeah, hours, hours go by and you don't know what you're
0: doing. It's, it's hellish. You know, wake up in the morning, you're like, oh, you know, sit and watch it for 10 minutes and suddenly it's 12 o'clock. Like, yeah, where did that go?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's dangerous,
0: dangerous. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you watch football, but uh, mm. uh, there was a foot, who was it? Alex Oxley chamberlain I think he's my. I think he's engaged to one of one of the guys in Little Mix from memory. Okay. Um, I think I'm not good in this. Anyway, they did this dance where you yeah. sort of like. Am I right? Am I right? Yeah I've, got, yeah, I've got this. Yeah, perfect. Um, they did this dance up the stairs, and I can't even remember the tune. And I then went on to the sound, and I'm not joking when I say, like, four hours, <laughs> watching the <laughs> same exact dance, the same yeah. exact tune. Like, my girlfriend at the time hated it because I would find a song and then just be like, <laughs> this, um, Spooky Scary Skeletons, Halloween. Like, I mean, yeah. I would put myself to sleep with it. It was hours. Spooky Scary Skeletons. I remember the dads like, you know, it's, uh, what what, a, what an overly addicting app it is. But, yeah. Uh, you you obviously you said like you didn't post all that much on facebook and then you posted your first tiktok i only know this i'm not like a, a like a geek that follows you here like to this point i'm not like a stalker but we checked at the start of the episode i'm just holding my hands up for that one um you posted three in three days so you obviously had the bug a wee bit you'd enjoyed making that first video um and then it's sort of grown from there uh you've you, what is if you get sixty thousand followers on tiktok is that right or is that Instagram? I, don't
1: know. Uh, I don't think it's that much it's 50 something Anyway, yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah, fifty-five.
0: Obviously didn't, obviously, didn't expect that when you kicked off. Was was there something that sort of? I always get really interested by this stuff. Was there something that sort of blew up? Like, was there like one one video mm. that just went huge, or what happened?
1: Yeah, there was. There, were, well, I had a few that did decent. um Just I used to like doing the ones like comparing myself to like the big tractors or whatever, or the contractors. Oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> They used to do quite well, but I did one, um, God, I can't remember what the song was now, but it was a trend at the time, um, and I did it of me and my dad on the farm, and that got a massive reaction, like strangers telling me they were crying and (laughs) everything, you know, so um, yeah, that got me a lot of followers at the time and then it kind of petered off again and every now and then, you know you just kind of get peaks and troughs with with tiktok i think you know it's just whatever it is with the algorithm
0: it's such a um, weird place tiktok such a weird old place i love it, it but it's so weird
1: yeah it is it is um,
0: um you, you did start a uh, upload to youtube as well uh, mm. do, you, do you post there often
1: I try to do one a week. I usually do one a week. I've done maybe two a week, the odd time, but there's a lot more work in YouTube yeah. than there is in TikTok. You know, obviously, because they are longer videos and there's more editing and uh, timing with the music and all that. So um, I do about one, one a week, I would say, but then I'm not posting to TikTok as much anymore, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I was putting off doing YouTube for a long time. You know, I talked to a few lads there on Instagram they're like, will you just start doing YouTube? You're wasting your time, you know? And I was like, I can't, nobody's going to want to watch what I'm talking about. Cause I don't have a clue what I'm doing. And they're like, no, just do it. Just do YouTube. And then I was off in January. I just said I'd take a week after Christmas. It was busy. So I said, I'd take a week. Um, And I said, you know what, if I don't do it now, I'll never do it. So I just did, did my first one and it got nothing for the first few days, you know, just a few likes, whatever, a few views. Um, And then all of a sudden it just shot up. And so I was like, oh, maybe people are interested in a small little suckler herb on southwest of Ireland. So yeah, I just kept doing it, and that that grew a lot quicker than I thought it would. But you know, it's probably a nicer place, YouTube, yes. to post. I yeah. would say. You know, it's you know it's a more mature demographic, and people aren't quite as mean, let's say, as they are on TikTok. Well,
0: that, this was actually one thing I was going to ask about because. Um, you quite often get folks saying like when you're you're one of my favorite things about your account is is watching you work out ways to shift bales it's just it's so entertaining i absolutely love it and you you just are never beaten i'm looking at this and i'm like she's got no chance there's no chance in hell that's happened. and and like you were talking about tiktok being a bit of a mean place there's so many guys and they're always guys and they're always like 35 40. And they're mansplaining the fact that this is never going to work the best way to do this is this and you just tear them apart every time and i think it's so <laughs> entertaining absolutely loved it um or what should i should say uh so tell us about the 135 why are you so persistent with it i know the reason and it's, it's but tell us <clears throat> yeah,
1: look, there's a few reasons like to be honest the one main reason is it's what i have it's all yeah. i have you know exactly. and i've never i've never driven any other tractor than the 135 that's the only thing I know so that's one well that's the main reason really you know like maybe now if I sat into a nice new tractor I'd be like what have I been doing you know but that's not going to happen because I'm not willing to spend the money um on a tractor you know with the prices they are these days but it does the job perfectly like the first year now when I was farming i i didn't record any of them but oh i can imagine the comments i was getting because i didn't have the weight frame first of all for a long time but also it wasn't there was no gravel in there so it was it was honestly a quagmire like it was ridiculous i would nearly be crying out of anger and frustration trying to dig the bales out of there because i'd sink into the muck the tires would be spinning i'd be up on two wheels Then I'd get it to a certain point, but I would be dragging the bale. I wouldn't be lifting it. I would be dragging it out. And then there was just this slight little lip at the edge and the bale. I could not lift the bale high enough to just get it over an inch. And it would catch on it every time. And I'd have to keep going forward and back and forward and back. I mean, a bale would take half an hour to put in. It was always like... Uh, like Rob would say, "Oh, are you putting in a bale this evening?" I'm like, "Yeah." Like, oh, it should be a while. So, and he still kind of has it in his head now that me putting in a bale is going to take half an hour, whereas it takes five minutes now. You know, because it was such an ordeal. Um, so back then, I really, really would have liked a bigger, a bigger tractor. But since we got the gravel in, and since I got the weight frame put on the front, I mean. I don't really need another, I don't really need another tractor for what I'm doing because I I do the bales, I clean out the pens. I use the transport box for that. I top the fields with my topper that I got last year, which is the biggest investment ever in machinery. I have my muck spreader now that I use and I have the fertilizer spreader and that's all I do anyway. I wouldn't be doing my own slurry or silage or anything. It wouldn't, it wouldn't pay me to buy that, that equipment. So it's nice to have big shiny things, but the 135, it's, it's never let, it did lead me down once. Actually, I must say it did. I blew what did I blow? the radiator when I first used the topper um, right. and I thought, it but it got a new radiator and nothing since it, it starts on every cold morning everything so there's no reason there's no reason to to go with anything
0: else why fix was not broken um i just i just get this image in my head was it rob you said your husband so, um, yeah yeah uh you're like con just gonna go put a bail out and he's like right grand i'll go down the shop so i'll get the dinner on i've got enough time for everything to do anyway <laughs> literally
1: yeah yeah yeah.
0: Oh God, so bad. <laughs> Those were dark times. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I like that. That's yeah, that's good. Um, no, it's it's very entertaining. I really do enjoy the TikToks. I don't. I don't know about, about you, but the way I use TikTok is I'm like yeah, maybe scroll. For, I, I'm not a scroller these days on social media. In fairness, I've kind of went away from that. But when I do, I will sort of just go through and then I'll find one thing and I'll watch absolutely everything <laughs> in there. So that's that's certainly how I use it. Um, or a sound or whatever and uh, yeah as I say I must have seen that first or second video of yours and, and never really thought any of it and then it was another one of you shifting a bale and I seem to remember there was a rope involved I seem to remember there was a rope to try and get it off the top that's right yep. yeah yeah um, and and uh, that was when I sort of looked through every single one and probably there's like a year's worth of your videos that I've liked <laughs> just, just looking Thank through you. all that. Yeah, well, you're very welcome. You're <laughs> right. I am. I am the reason you've succeeded. Uh, no, not at all. But, um, no, yeah, it's it's, it's, um, it's always great to meet the folk that you've been following for a while. Uh, it's quite good fun. Um, I don't know. I always sort of get these stage where I've sort of covered what I'm aware of. Is there anything about Karen Moynihan that was missed? Is there anything? That...
1: Oh, that is it. You know, I, don't I think... think so. I think people know a lot about me now at this stage between the TikTok, the Instagram and the, the YouTube, you know, um, I kind of put it all out there. You know, there's no point, you know, with me, what I want to do with social media is just show like just show all aspects of it. There's nothing worse than, you know, you're watching something and you know, you know that that probably took five or six attempts, you know, to get it right or whatever. Whereas, you know, I like to just show it, look, I don't have a clue what I'm doing. I get my dad to tell me pretty much everything I'm doing, you know, the first few times at least. And then I'll definitely make a mess of it the first time. And then I might learn from that the second time. And I'll probably get it right the third time, you know, but... For me, it is, you know, it's just about, you know, being being as real as possible about it, I suppose, because I think there is so much pressure on people in farming anyway. You know, look, it's one thing for me. I have a full time job to to protect me. You know, that is my income. The farm isn't the income for me. But you know, I just like to show people that it's okay that you don't have the big shiny <laughs> machinery, or you don't get it right every time, or you know, you just learn, you learn as you go. You know,
0: I think I mix. like that because um, there's a bit of a stigma. Well, the word I don't know. There's this sort of like idea that we all need to know everything in this industry. <laughs> you know, you're coming into it, and why don't you know this or that or whatever? And you're saying like you don't know it but once you're told once or twice you do in what other world is that not normality (laughs) absolutely absolutely should be Uh, well you know I think
1: probably social media feeds into that as well because maybe some people and you know they're probably not aware of how they're coming across but they can be very you know cutting and things in their responses to people which isn't helpful either and I'm I get an awful lot of advice, especially on YouTube, which is great, you know, um, because it does help me learn. But people need to realize it's how you phrase things sometimes. Yes. And especially when in a comment and you've no context of, you know, you don't know this person, so you don't know their personality or anything. So I think social media can sometimes put pressure on people you know, to be, you know, this ideal farmer, or whatever it might be, um, which, look, it's it's not reality, it's not real life,
0: you know. I think folk relate to the people that aren't perfect, they're real, I mean, like yourself, like Cami Wilson's one that jumps out to mind, he's very real with things, Ollie Bloggs, Charlotte mm. Ashley, folk, you know, folk that are just, that jump to mind, um, certainly Maybe TikTok's a bit different, but certainly YouTube, because it's long-form content, it, it's it's not just a little snippet, like, that's different, but when you're showing sort of a long... It's crazy that YouTube now is long-form, isn't it? We're so... <laughs> we're so, like, conditioned to watch eight seconds and be bored. Um, yeah.
1: but, but, you yeah. know, I, I will say, since I started doing YouTube and watching more YouTube, my concentration has improved so much, because from TikTok, you just don't want... <coughs> I was at a point on TikTok where if a video was more than 20 seconds long, I was like, no, too long. Yeah. You know, I, I just couldn't possibly give it my time, you know, which
0: yeah.
1: is ridiculous, you know, but
0: yeah. No, it is, and I'm, I'm probably conscious of it. I mean, like, I don't, I don't really watch even YouTube anymore. You know, I don't really watch anything, and I include TikTok in that, in fairness. sort of went downhill a lot. I think I got to stage, you know, I've sort of now quote-unquote got an online business to a point so you're doing a lot of phone stuff and you're doing a lot of all that and you're like and I love doing all that but the second you're done done you're like oh man the last thing I want to do is go and go down that rabble again and just watch it and watch it. Uh, I I had a screen time last week of 14 hours (laughs) I was like oh my god this is so bad um yes so uh, no there is is some issues there but it's very addicting but uh not here Karen it's been an absolute pleasure there's two questions I ask everyone at the end of every podcast I don't know if you've listened to any but there is two questions um and they are one where do you see yourself in five years and uh, two if you had any tips for folk and into farming what would they be
1: where do I see myself in five years probably in a very similar situation I would say um because I'm happy with where it is um (laughs) at the moment and I know loads of people are like well I'd like to have this and that um but to be honest you know I've only at it three years or so um I haven't done too bad maybe you know a couple more good cemental cows <laughs> but um yeah. that's about it you know like we're we're constantly making improvements to the farm so I've no doubt that there will be you know a few extra little bits and pieces um improved around the place but um, nothing majorly changed from where I am and then people getting into farming I would say stay away from the sucklers because they make no money <laughs> um, no I wouldn't I wouldn't I always say that I think you said it earlier as well it's natural I always find suckler farming has to be the most natural type of farming there is to a certain extent now i don't run a bull with the cows so if i really wanted to be very natural i would do that but uh, we do the ai here but you know there is something nice to have that natural feel you know um leaving the calf on the cow you know until it's of age to be weaned and all that so no i wouldn't say stay away from sucklers but if you want to make money stay away from sucklers Um, but I would say especially for the women don't be put off you know there's more and more women getting into it you know and look I do it the hard way but there's a lot of easier ways to do it and you know you don't just need to be a big strong man to do farming anymore that that isn't farming you know And there's a, a lot more to farming than just being big and strong, you know, it's and I think women definitely have a massive role to play and shouldn't be put in a box either. You know, I often think sometimes women are seen as, oh, you know, helping on the farm or they're great for looking after the lambs or the calves or whatever. You know, there's so much more that we can do you know and you know don't feel like you have to be put into that box if you do get into farming you know you can do you can do anything anything a man can do.
0: I couldn't agree with that more and there's one thing I normally say to people when we're talking about this you know I don't know if you know or not Karen but I'm a lecturer in agriculture and uh, you know females I don't know if I've got the exact percentage I don't but Females coming through it, it's just as much as males. You know, one year you get more than one, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing I always say, there's always a bit of a battle with some of the youngsters, you know, the boys saying, oh, I'm stronger and all that sort of stuff. That's fine, it's a bit of a crack. But the thing I would say is, I probably come under that modicum of whatever, of the strong guy or whatever. But there's very rare occasions that you require that. You know, mm-hmm. like, that's, it's not something that you need to use all the time. So, yeah, this idea that, oh, you need to do whatever it is is a load of nonsense. And I think what you're talking about like that, what's the word that narrative is changing and it's 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 so clear and good to see like folk like yourself sort of putting that true story out there folk there's so many people we're talking about that sort of ag space whatever you want to call it um so many guys and girls sort of showing what's happening i think it's great everyone's everyone's doing it for the same reason no one's better or whatever well everyone's better at something but you know from a from a perspective we're all here we find our find our positives find our negatives and work with it so you know like that a lot and i, I love the um uh, where you see yourself in five years answer I'll often folks say the same thing like uh, it is you're happy doing what you're doing that's, that's got to be a win um, so no but I mean, always good to hear and uh, yeah thank you thank you very much for coming on I appreciate it I hope, hope you've enjoyed the time yourself uh, yeah it was great thanks a million. no not at all it does sort of fly by that's been 50 minutes it sort of disappears nice. yeah huh? yeah 40, 47 minutes, I think, that roughly something like that at the minute. But, uh, yeah, no, thank you very much for coming on, Karen. Appreciate your time. Um, for those of you listening, uh, next episode, number 98, should be NFU Scotland, So sort of a group there. I haven't got the exact names yet, but <clears throat> some people from policy, some people from marketing, some people from wherever. We'll sort of get a chat there on the group podcast. You've probably noticed a bit of a change regarding the group podcast. The original plan was every Friday was people, every second Monday was groups, that just became really hard. Uh, finding groups was difficult for two reasons. There's not as many groups as there is people. And two, with groups, you need a lot of people. And time and everything together is quite tricky. So it's basically just on a rolling basis now. Fridays and every second Monday will be the podcast. Uh, and we'll, we'll be releasing, whether that's group or people, whatever that is. Um, as I said, R2Cast 100, which is only three away. A uh, bit of an announcement to come. Interesting guest. Well, they're quite interesting. I would say. Uh, And as I said, they have been on the R2Cast before. Um, So quite a good one there. Um, Quite looking forward to what I'm announcing there. It's been something I guess I've probably wanted to do since even before the R2Cast was a thing, since before R2K was a thing, since before I started posting online, since all this sort of stuff. Something I've always been quite I don't know if I'd say passionate about, but I certainly am now, but some have always wanted to try. So it's quite a big announcement coming, R2Cast 100 uh, for 99. Don't know who it is yet, but today was 97 with Karen Moynihan. It's been a great episode and we shall see you next week for 98. Thank you all very much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed another excellent episode of the R2Cast. I just want to
2: take this moment to quickly thank our primary sponsors once more, A-Plan Rural. If you follow Plan on social media, you'll see the work they're doing to really promote British farming and back our industry. It's been a pleasure working alongside Aplan Rural so far and long may it continue. The values of Aplan Rural runs perfectly in line with the whole mantra of Rural to Kitchen and I'm glad to have them on board. Check them out on Instagram at Aplan Rural and on Facebook at Aplan Rural Insurance. See you for the next podcast.